Well, how many of y'all have been receiving as we've been, or as the Lord, I should say, really has just been releasing more and more about augmented reality and, and just, just the transformation and change and the revelation that has been coming forth and some things that have been shifting and changing as a result. Amen. Let me just see a hand. Anybody? Come on. <laughs> I know I have as well. And so we've, we've been in Acts. We've been in Acts, and we've been seeing some things, and some things have been revealed, and, and we know that, uh, that there are some encounters that await us even more. And so let me, let me just kind of just even start there, because this whole thing began in prayer. People were interceding, and then an encounter happened. And so this is one of those things where it's, it's not just one of those kind of like, woo, that's a pumped up message. But it's like, no, God, I thank you for encounters in the name of Jesus. Yes. That there's an encounter in the presence of God. That there's, there's such a change that happens yes. Yes. that there's a difference. <laughs> and so I believe that the Lord is just looking to encounter us in, in just some unique ways um, that, that just radically transformed our lives because this is a radical encounter. Yes, this was a radical <laughs> that took place, a radical encounter. So I'm like, Lord, I'm thanking you for radical encounters. Yes. You know, even in the midst of things that, that how the enemy would try to fight and do all these kind of stuff, but I'm telling you, the victory is ours, the transformation is ours, the newness is ours, yes. the dominion, the authority, the power, the glory, it is ours in the name of Jesus. Yes. And so here we go in Acts chapter 12. As a matter of fact, this is where we're going to be here the whole time today. And we've read it, but there's more. You know, and I've, I've taken it to heart, uh, you know, especially. And I've, and I've said it plenty of times. We know it. But it's nothing like, you know, that time when Apostle said, when you go through Scripture, go slow. And so there's some things that there's still some more stuff that the Lord is just like, hey, I want this to be so infused. Yes in our lives, that it's not just a message that we just hear about, but it's a message that we live and demonstrate. That we live and demonstrate, because this is about demonstration. Okay, so here we go. We know the context, but let me just go ahead and go to uh, verse 10 again. Verse 10 again, and so it says, when they were past the first and the second guard post, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them on its own accord. Someone say its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel departed from him. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have to pause after verse 11. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know. <laughs> For certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. And when Peter had come to, this, come to himself, he said, now I know. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know. So there's something about being able to come to yourself, something about an awakening. Do y'all remember that, 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 that parable that Jesus told of the prodigal son? And he was in a situation, and the situation that he was in eating slop with the pigs. But then he had a moment where the Bible says, and then he came to himself. So that coming to himself, meaning that he, he 
came into a greater awareness of his identity and his position and his place where he should be. Oh, my goodness. Somebody say, I am coming to myself this day. Come on, because there's always a greater revelation of him. When we look upon his face, one of the things that we that the door desires to see is a reflection. He's like, hey, when you look upon me, I want you now to begin to see you. That's what happens when when there's a revelation of the spirit. And so we know that Peter was in an imprisoned place, but he was experiencing deliverance. He was experiencing truth. He was experiencing peace. The mantle was upon him. And then he came to himself. There was a revelation. It's like, oh, this is who I am. Jesus had already spoken a word over my life. Remember, we talked about this. How, oh, well, matter of fact, no, we didn't say this. But when Jesus was restoring him and Jesus began to speak. And then, well, yeah, we did talk about it and talked about how he would be stretched out. Speaking of the manner of death in which he should have. So now Peter was like, oh, you know what? This ain't it. This is not my time to die because it may have looked like it. It may have looked like a death sentence, but no, now I've come to myself. It's like, oh, no, I have still yet to fulfill the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Took the truth. No, let's go over it again. Arise quickly. Struck him. Arise quickly. Get up. It is time to go. It is an urgent season. Then the chains fell off. Then the chains had to fall off. Then the angel of the Lord began to give him some instructions. What was the first instruction he gave him? Gird yourself, meaning what? Put on truth. What was the next instruction he gave him? Uh huh. <laughs> What'd she say? Tie on your sandals. Yeah. Come on, meaning what? Put on the peace. What was the next instruction the angel of the Lord gave him? Put on your cloak. Meaning what? The mantle, the anointing. And then they begin to go past the first guard and the second guard. And then they came to the gates and then the gates opened on their accord. Now, mind you, remember, Peter was doing these instructions. He was being obedient, thinking that this was a vision. But the vision was actually reality. Can I say that again? The vision is reality. The vision that you have written down, tucked away in a journal. The vision that keeps stirring in your heart. The vision that keeps burning. Guess what? Because it's real. And so now this moment, I believe that the spirit of the Lord is saying, hey, today I want you to come to yourself. I want you to wake up. To let you know that, no, this thing is not just a dream, but this is real. <laughs> so you need to make sure that you stay girded in the truth that this is real. You need to stay tied up in the peace and walking in the peace knowing that this is real. And you need to make sure that you stay in the anointing knowing that this is real. And so the Lord is bringing us to a place. I believe that it's a fresh introduction of who you are. A fresh introduction of what it is that you carry. One of the things that we've been encouraged, that, that we get encouraged by apostle and prophet is not to take yourselves lightly. 
Do not, oh, tell somebody right now, say, do not take yourself lightly. Because sometimes we can kind of just go about and then just just feel like, hey, you know, I'm just kind of like just a regular old person. And we kind of just walk through life in the doldrums and hum with no belief, with no expectation. Or maybe we succumb to the expectation of the other people. But remember, Peter said, oh, man, now I know. First of all, he came to himself. So you got to come to yourself to come into a knowing. You got to come into the identity of who God has called you to be before you can come into knowing that's, oh, man, this thing really is real. (laughs) There were some things. Okay, let me make it plain for us, even personal. There are some things spoken over my life and it kind of just and I know sometimes we hear some things even prophetically and it might not look like that. It was. Yeah, it might not look like that. It's going to be. It's like, well, man, I'm just looking at these present circumstances and it doesn't seem to be the case. The Lord says, hey, get back on truth, get back in peace, put on that anointing. And then over that time period of of, of testing and trial and being in his presence, then it's like, oh, hold up. God, because then you start to look back, especially when there's some manifestation, when some things start to open up for you. When it might be a seed or a blessing or a word or something encouraging, then it's like, oh, man, now I know what they spoke in the past, that this was actually real. And the Lord says, yes, yes, it is real. Welcome to who you are. I've been waiting for you. There's been some prayers and some intercession. And even if nobody on earth is praying for you, guess who's praying for you? Who? Ever liveth seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you. Who better to pray? If nobody else praying for you, you got Jesus at the right hand of the Father praying, and then you got the Holy Spirit on earth praying in agreement. So that way you can come to yourself and know that God is who he said he is. And that he's what he said about you is true. And that it isn't over yet. In fact, oh, here we go. It's just beginning. The, The next thing is just beginning. There are always new beginnings. You know, Peter was in a prison before. Angel showed up. Peter was delivered. Peter had to go through something again. Angel showed up. Peter was delivered again. Woo. Hello, you. <laughs> yeah, it's time to walk in the reality of the dream that you thought was just a dream. <laughs> oh, it's real. Let's read it again. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know. But then he didn't just know. He said, now I know for certain. He's like, oh, I'm sure about this thing. Ain't no question. There's no if, ands, or buts. It's like, man, no, I know this thing is for sure. I know what God has spoken over my life. Because guess, there's some things that you kind of wrestle about. Sometimes you got to keep going back and listening to the word and and, and keeping it before your eyes. And it's like, ah, man. But it ain't far-fetched. It is here. It is now. Now you know, now you experience for certain. 
I kind of feel like the Lord is just even asked right now, do you know now? Do you know now? Do you know now? Somebody just say just as a declaration of faith, just say, now I know. <laughs> say, now I know. Now I've come into an understanding. Oh, my goodness. I can say that for certain. Now I know. There are some things that were spoken just even f- 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 three, three years ago, and I'm just starting, the Lord's starting to unveil some stuff, and I'm like, Lord. Because the stuff that God will say to you in a moment, it seems so big. It's like, how is, oh my, what? But now I'm at a point, it's like, oh, Lord, you know what? Now I know. I don't care what it looks like in the moment. I know something that is different now. I know that the vision, the reality of it. God says, oh yeah, it's real. Even go back and read some of the words that were spoken over this ministry. I'm at a point now, I'm like, oh my goodness, now I know. It's like, Lord, you said what you said, and it is going to happen. Guess why? Because he said it. So let me gird myself in truth, because these things were spoken before I even got here, before we even got here, before a lot of us even got here. God already spoken it and declared it. Oh, put on, let's like, no, that's truth. Well, Lord, the circumstances doesn't necessarily look like, no, go ahead, put on some peace. You're going to walk differently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and walk in peace. It is what it is. You know how people say it all the time? It is what it is. Well, God's like, no, no, trust me. It is what it is. That's, that's the amen. And I need you to know for certain. Oh, I think he's driving that point in right now. I need you to know for certain. I need you to know for certain the assurance of faith, the assurance of the confidence of, of have faith in God. Jesus said that, right? People know about it in Mark 11. He says, have faith in God. When he, when he, what was that, the fig tree? Yeah, when he rebuked the fig tree and the disciples, they were like, whoa, the next day they saw it dried up to the root. Jesus was like, man, have faith in God. Like, you thought this was something. You're going to speak, and then you're going to cause mountains to move. Big statement. So far beyond where they were at that moment. But sure enough, as he kept pouring, as he kept pouring into them, and guess what Peter is seeing in this moment? Mountain of death moved. Cast into the sea. So... So even if it looks like death because he had a pronouncement of death over him. One of the leading disciples was executed. He was to be next. Death sentence by the government, chains, and soldiers guarding him. The most impossible of impossible seemingly situations. And then the angel, one angel, one angel. With the instructions of the Lord came through and then Peter was like, oh, now I know for certain that the Lord has delivered me. We just getting started for the next thing. My assignment, my assignment still has a continuation. Oh, there's a part two to this. There's a part two to this. 
Oh, man. So he's following. Okay, Lord. Because I started to think back. The Lord's began to speak and just so many stuff. He's like, yeah, remember when I spoke that? It's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, remember when I spoke that? I was like, yeah. He's like, when did I speak it? And he was like, yeah, remember when you were hospitalized and you've never been hospitalized? I was like, yeah. And I started to think. I was like, man, all this stuff took place in the year 2018. And y'all know four has like symbolism of a period of testing and things of that nature. And then when we go back, this, this is, just stay with me on this part. The fourth instruction that the angel gave to Peter was about put on your mantle. So there's some things that it's like, oh, no, nah, you know what? There's some things that, you, that, that, that you're coming into. And then I'm here, and I was like, oh, Lord, now I know. He's like, yeah, that, that stuff, some of those things that took place that was, that was an attack, where maybe there was a, 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 a genealogy, a, a, a trait where other men in your family may have experienced this, and it came for you as well. And guess what? The chains had to fall off. So now I'm looking at some of these things. I was like, oh, Lord, now I know. I look at some of the scars like this. I should have been dead because there was glass from my arteries. Long story. Just over the different things. And I was like, oh, Lord, he had these kind of death sentences where the things have tried. To, and I know I'm not the only one. Some, I'm looking at some other faces in here. And now it's like, hey, I just want to let you know for certain that oh, there is more to do. There was more to walk in and to step in and to fulfill. The Lord has said, he's like, hey, you're going to see me, but you ain't going out like that. You ain't going out not like that. Not like that. Oh, someone just need to say, oh, not like that. Because sometimes, oh, yeah, 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 no, not like that. No, no, no. You shall go out with joy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come on, come on. So Peter said, and when he had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain that the Lord sent his, I'm adding this, one angel <laughs> and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. So, you know, you got some people that got some expectations. You got some people that have been chattering and chit chattering, all that kind of stuff. Maybe you might be aware of, maybe you might not. But there's some stuff that kind of just circles around in the atmosphere where the, the accusations of the enemy tries to put things in the mouth of people. And sometimes they might have meetings and sometimes they see some stuff on social media and they might be accusing and, and having certain expectations about how your life is going to turn out. Oh, well, maybe their assignment is dead. Maybe their call is over. Maybe the Lord has departed from them because look at, look at what it looks like. But they don't know that there's a word working. They don't know that there's an angel, that, there's, that, that you have some divine partnership that says, hey, oh, no, we got more to do. <laughs> there's part of the renewal and restoration. And redemption. And so the expectations of the people do not weigh anything in comparison to the expectation in the word of God. Amen. Right. That's it. Come on. Yeah. It may seem like, oh, man, it seems. No, no. Well, no, you, you get in the truth and in the peace and in the mantle that God has given you. Then you come into his expectation. Yes. 
Herod's hand or principalities, can we say it like that? Herod's hand or high places, principalities. God says, yep, I got deliverance for you. In the name of Jesus. So verse 12. So when he had considered this, he came. So now, okay, so here's another good thing. You just need to consider the things that God has done in your life right now. You need to consider the things that God has spoken over your life. You need to take a moment and consider. It's like, God, you know what? And identify. It's like, Lord, what you said, I, I agree that that is true. I'm considering, God, what you've said. I'm considering, God, what you've done over my life. God, I thank you for your deliverance. Yeah, and you got to keep saying these things. You got to keep testifying. It's interesting how the Jewish people keep talking about how the Lord delivered their nation from Egypt. And they weren't the ones that actually went through it. But they were the benefactors of it. So if you're a benefactor of somebody else's breakthrough, then you keep on blessing God and recounting the testimony. Because we are all benefactors of somebody else's breakthrough at some point in time or another. And so these things we have to consider because as the Lord breaks through for us, then it causes breakthrough on behalf of others. Amen. <laughs> So now certain things other people won't have to go through. Thank you, Lord. Even as we come upon this season of Thanksgiving, yeah, let's consider. Let's consider. So now let's begin to come to ourselves. Here's a a thought that hit me even in in, in the shower last night. I don't want to skip this part, but just in the shower, I just started thinking about it. I was like, man, Lord, here here on a day when so many people put on masks. And are clothed with with other things and other identities. Here, you're giving us a message and a reminder and revelation for us to be able to come to ourselves. Because maybe sometimes, even in Christ, sometimes that we try to hide from the identity that God has called us to really be. We try to run from it. The Lord says, hey, no, not today. I know. Yep. Yeah, you're coming to yourself. You saw what you saw. I said what I said. It is true. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice, because of her gladness, she did not open the gate but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. It's amazing because people were there praying. A young girl named Rhoda, I just got to retell it. We read it, but it's just such a funny story. I can't imagine here Peter showing up at this house. And then, and he's hearing the prayers. Hearing the prayers of the people. Rhoda actually hears the knock. Comes to the gate. Hey, it's me, it's Peter. (gasps) Because of her gladness, she doesn't even open the gate. She goes back and says, hey, guess what? Who we've been praying for? The answer is here. What we've been praying for? The answer is here. 
What we've been praying for, the answer is right at our door. It's not an Amazon delivery. It's an amazing delivery. (laughs) It's an amazing delivery. That shows up even better. (laughs) See, them them Amazon people just kind of show up and just, yeah, just place it. And then packages can get stolen depending on where you live at. But an angel will show up and is like, hey, you know what? This package is delivered at your door and there is no theft. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, oh, it's an amazing delivery. (laughs) I think the Lord is going to amaze you. Oh, I don't think it. I've considered it. And I know for certain. That the Lord is like, yeah, some of that stuff didn't happen because I want to do something where you're just like, oh, my gosh, it's here. And the Lord's like, no, go back, open the door. But he wants to blow your mind so much. He's like, man, I thought this was just a dream. He's like, no, this is real. You mean that relationship, that, 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 that marriage that I've been kind of waiting for and letting some people slide off to the side? That I can have that? Yes. Know for certain, without compromise. Yes. We know for certain, it's real. It's real. Oh man, you know, you mean a a prospering, a flourishing, a flourishing business? It's an amazing delivery, yes. It's at the door. It's at the door. Of your heart, say, hey, receive. Say, hey, receive this. Come to yourself, receive this. So exciting. Oh, man, this is some exciting times right now. It's some exciting times right now. And the Lord's like, hey, stay with me. Stay with me. Know for certain. Don't get pulled off. We got angels working on your behalf. The prayers that were prayed in him, the word will not return void. They don't, they, they don't do that. They don't do that. And so verse 13, and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. Now look into the response of people that were praying. But they said to her, you are beside yourself. It was almost like the expectation of the Jewish people were the expectation of the the church as they were praying. (laughs) Let me just say this. We need to pray with the right expectation. Let's say that again. We need to pray with the right expectation. If we pray for deliverance, then what do we need to expect? If we pray for healing, what do we need to expect? If we pray for provision and the prosperity of God, what do we need to expect? Yeah, with no sorrow. Pray with the expectation of heaven. (laughs) They said that she was beside herself. She's telling them, hey, the answer is here. Their response is like, man, we pray for it. But they was like, ah, nah, you ain't telling the truth. 
There's some things that we as a ministry, you know, we've been praying for. So when I show up and say the answer is here, then it's like, yes, yes. Let the doors be open. Let the doors be open. When some things are declared, be like, yep, that's what we were expecting. Yes. Especially when it's an answer of something that seemed like it was impossible to happen. Ah, yeah. What are you expecting? Are you expecting the possible? Are you expecting the impossible? People can do the possible, but the Lord's like, hey, I've been, I've been pushing back the possible of stuff that you can do within your own ability and stuff that men can do so that way I can show up and get all the glory. And then you can know for certain I am the Lord God who heals. I am the Lord God who delivers. I am the Lord your God. That's the thing that I've been coming to myself and waking up to. It's like, oh, it's like, Lord, you really want to show up and do exactly what you said. And he's like, yes, and nothing less and nothing lower. So bring your expectation up. That's why he got to deliver us. That's why chains got to fall off. That's why we got to think differently. That's why we have to arise quickly. Because deliverance is nigh. That's why he's like, oh, no, no, I need you. Don't don't procrastinate. Do not procrastinate when the instructions of the Lord show up. Somebody just say amen. (laughs) Yeah. And the Lord will be doing different different things even in the season. He's like, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Peter showed up at the house, but they said to her, you are beside yourself. Yet she kept insisting that it was so. She was saying, look, it is what it is. (laughs) The deliverance is here. That it was so. So they said, it is his angel. (laughs) They know that an angel had delivered Peter before out of prison. So they're like, look, you know, it's his angel. But it's not Peter himself. It's not the actual thing that we've been praying for. It's just kind of like, eh, you know what? Yeah, you know, that's kind of like a good, you know, just a good thing. But no, the real thing shows up. Verse 16, now Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. (laughs) They heard the knock. And then they finally opened the door and saw him. They were like, oh, wow. It really is you. It really is the answer. That they were astonished. And I'm telling you, the Lord's like, hey, you stay with it. And I'm still knocking so that way you can believe because there's going to be such an astonishment that takes place. I need to say it again. I believe we said it some time before, but the Lord does indeed want to astonish us in this season. (laughs) Yeah. They were astonished. Verse 17, but motioning to them with his hand to keep silent. 
he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. So you need to testify. You need to testify how the Lord brought you out. <laughs> as you arise quickly and as you put on truth and as you put on peace and as you walk in the mantle and the call and God begins to open up doors for you that no man can shut. One thing you have to do is testify that, man, God hooked this up. God did this. Somebody say God did it. You got to say it with no shame that when God blesses, you can just and people begin to be astonished about what's taking place in your life. The favor that you have, the doors that are open, the positions that God puts you in that you're not qualified for, the things that the, the places and platforms that God sets up for you. And people are like, who are you? Where'd you come from? You need to be able to say, hey. The Lord did this. The Lord delivered it. And I'm not and I'm talking. And, and, and you need to say the Lord did it. I like to say this. We can be even more specific. Let's say Jesus. Yes. Oh, Jesus did this. Jesus hooked this up. Yes. As the people are astonished. <gasps> it's like, no, the Lord did it. You have to testify. Every breakthrough must be declared and testified. Every breakthrough must be declared and testified. You have to. Well, man, some people might not want to hear it. You ain't telling it for them. It needs to be released in the atmosphere. It must be declared in the earth. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go tell these things to James and to the brethren and this is what I love. This is actually the main part of the message. And he departed and went to another place. Amen. I got to explain that. Because on the surface, we know in the natural, in the context of the scripture, it's like Peter was there at the house. And then we know that, you know, he physically, he went somewhere else. But the revelation of it is the angel and God is saying, hey, I need you to arise quickly. Chains fall off. Then he says, hey, I need you to walk in truth. I need you to walk in peace. I need you to have the mantle that God has placed upon your life, and then doors will be open for you. I need you to show up and come to yourself. I need you to know for certain. Now, as a result, it is time for you to go to another place. It is time for you to go to another level. It is time for you to go to another realm of influence. Somebody say, it's time for me to go to another place. Another place in your believing. Oh, my gosh. Another place in your expectation. It is time for you to go to another place. You cannot go back to imprisonment. No. You cannot go back to the expectations of the people. No. You cannot go back to a low level of thinking. It's time to go to another place. You've been delivered to go to another place. You've been delivered to have an even greater voice. Thank you, Lord. That's why you have to declare what God is saying and what God has done without batting an eye, without backing up away from the fact that, man, Jesus did it. Why? Because it's like, man, you know, I got another place to go to. 
I can't stay here anymore. <laughs> nope, there's another place to go to. There's elevation, there's promotion. <laughs> so that means, yes, some people you'll have to leave behind. But you have to go to another place. The assignment requires that you go to another place. <laughs> you can't do the things that you used to do. No. You have to go to another place. In the realm of the spirit, there's another place of believing. There's another place of trusting God. I know the Lord's reminding me. He's like, hey, you love me, right? I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> it's like, you know, the Lord's saying, it's like, if you, if you love me, it's like, man, he, you know, he's asked calling to another place, another level of trusting in him. And it's like, okay, Lord, I'm girded up. Let's do this. Let's go to another level of faith, right? What's another place that the Lord is saying, hey, I'm calling you to, that you've seen it, and God says, hey, I'm calling you to it. Let's go. You got truth. You got peace. Been mantled up. No chains holding you. I've opened doors for you that no man can shut. I've closed doors that no man can open to bring you to this place. Declare what I, how I've delivered you. Declare what I've been doing. Now let's go to another place. What happens some chapters later is in Acts chapter 15, we see Peter show up again, but he shows up in a, in a council. He shows up speaking as the leader of the church because there's a debate about whether or not Gentiles that receive the Lord, if they should be following the religious laws of the Jewish people. And then Peter begins to show up. He speaks up. He raises his voice. And then he says, hey, I know the Lord spoke by my mouth that the gospel is for the Gentiles. And then he began to share some things. And then the Bible says this, that the people kept silent. Peter was in another place. But you got to listen to somebody that's been delivered. <laughs> You've got to listen to somebody that's had an encounter, that had a death sentence, that the church prayed for, and then when he speaks, it, it has weight. Yes. Your breakthrough now carries with it. It isn't just a mantle and title only. It isn't just, an, it isn't just a mantle in appearance, but it's got substance. It's got weight. And so now when you stand in a position of counsel and speaking, people have to be quiet and listen. And then you begin to speak prophetically the mind and order of God. That's another place. God says, hey, I need you to go to another place. So that way you can speak some things because now, even in that context, there was a spirit of tradition that was trying to creep itself into the church and to keep people in bondage. It was some Pharisees that happened to be believers, but they were like, hey, no, they needed these Gentiles need to be in this tradition. People were like, ah, oh, don't put them chains on them. I've been delivered. There's no chains on me. Don't put no chains on them. This is not the church. This is not what Christ died for. 
So now the liberty that he walked in, he was now able to establish a new paradigm for liberty for a whole group of people that were not Jews. So now the liberty that you walk in, as you speak, you are now able to shift some things for a whole group of people who may have been bound up by religion, who may have been thinking, man, I can't come to God because of what I've done and this and that. And then the Lord's like, nope, I need you to speak up and declare the truth. Because people have so many chains that are all around us. And the Lord says, hey, I need you to release some counsel right now. Amen. Amen. Now that you're in another place, mantled properly. Amen. Now that you've been through some things. <laughs> Come on. No, these scars count. <laughs> I need to say that again. These scars count. No, they, 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 they matter. They're worth something. Yes, they they cost something. Yes. Yes. Come on. Come on. <laughs> no, this breakthrough, my deliverance means something for not just me, but it means something for somebody else. Yes. I have to go yes. to another place. Yes. So we're not going to have the attitude of, man, I'm, don't ever get tired of telling the breakthrough. Don't ever get tired of telling the deliverance. Don't even say, oh, I know. Don't even qualify it and say anymore. Well, I know you may have heard this before. Throw that sentence out. Just say it. Because you never know the impact that it has. People hear stuff all the time. It doesn't mean that they receive it, and it doesn't mean that it brings about transformation. So keep on saying it. Keep telling that story and you don't get tired of it. The more you tell it, the more fresh it becomes, the more you begin to experience and the greater the anointing, the greater the weight, the more valuable it becomes. It's precious. Time to go to another place. Show up. Go to another place. Who's ready? Oh, that's a question. Who's ready <laughs> to go to an another place? Yeah, yeah. So you need to say, yeah, yeah, that's me. Someone just needs to say, Lord, I'm ready to go to another place because it's an invitation. <laughs> it's an invitation. The Lord is like saying, yeah, I need you to come to another place. We've seen these things, but I'm telling you, there's some stuff that God has been showing who you are. So just agree with it and say, Lord, I agree with my identity in you. Yes. Pastor Patience mentioned it, I believe it was a week or two ago, how sometimes we'll have, um, you know, things spoken over us and things that God will show. And we'll be like, ah, I don't want that. No, we, that's gone. <laughs> it's like, Lord, I'll receive it because you know better than I do. Amen. Lord, you know. And then when we say that, then we come into the now I know for certain. Yes. Now I know for certain. I've got evidence of faith in my heart in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Even as I was clapping, 
Young Daniel, he was back there clapping as well. We got a, we, we got a young child, not even two years old, saying, now I know. <laughs> He's saying, now I know for certain in the name of Jesus. But now I'm just even thinking now, the Lord's like, hey, I want you to receive in the same fashion. Don't be in my presence being grown. <laughs> don't be grown in my presence. Still, you can't even receive the kingdom that way. It's like, look, you got to come to me childlike. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, let's stand. Another place. Another place. Another place. There's this song that we're just going to release in the name of Jesus. It's just going to prophesy to us. In the name of Jesus, we're going to another place in him. Another place. <laughs> yeah, and then we're going to pray. Come on, come on, come on. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My goodness. So while they're doing that, someone say, I'm girded up. I'm girded up. Say, I'm arising quickly. I have my sandals on. I have my mantle on. Doors are opening for me that no man can shut. <laughs> I'm coming to myself. I know for certain I am going to another place. Oh, I'm going to another place. Well, someone just begin to just praise God right now for going to another place. If we got the music, great. If we don't, it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, God, we bless you, Lord, in the name of Jesus for causing us to go to another place in you, God. So I prophesy in the name of Jesus that we as a people and then your sons and daughters individually are going to another place, another realm of influence, another realm, another level of holiness, another realm, another level of consecration. Another place of peace in you, God, in the name of Jesus. Another place of expectation. Come on, some people's expectation has been low. And the Lord says, hey, come on up. Arise quickly. Come on up. I need you expecting in this season. I need you expecting. Yeah.